Welcome to the Thrive and Thread podcast with your girl, Lauren DeVera. I'm so glad you're here. I'm a creative entrepreneur, movement artist, wellness advocate, and community builder. My mission for this podcast is to help busy, overwhelmed humans go from self-doubt to self-love. We'll be letting go of limiting beliefs, unpacking shame around creativity, and stepping boldly into our purpose. So are you with me? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive and Thread. I'm so glad you're here with me again. So today's episode is the topic that I hold very near and dear to my heart, and that is the importance and value of a morning routine and debunking what we think a morning routine is supposed to look like and what it's supposed to include and does it really mean you have to wake up at five in the morning? No. A morning routine is something that I started practicing probably about two years ago um, where I just felt like I needed to gain some power back over my day. I needed to feel like I had some control. And I used to be the type of person that was always running late or, you know, skipping breakfast or running late to work because I had to make that stop for Starbucks and I'd walk in late with a coffee in my hand. Yes, yes, I was that person. But yeah, two years later, and I, I finally feel like I've mastered or gotten a real hold of like what a good morning routine is for me. And what a good morning routine is for me is not necessarily going to be a good morning routine for you. And, you know, all the books, all the podcasts, all the blogs and the articles that tell us, you know, what we should do in the morning and what time we should do it and how long and the order in which we should do things. It can be overwhelming. And so, you know, last month I hosted this five-day virtual retreat, which had the intention of helping other people reframe their mindset around what a morning routine is and what it should look like. So that first day I spoke a lot on how the morning routine isn't just supposed to be an hour where we stuff it with all the self-care tools and activities. We don't need to wake up at five in the morning just to master our day or, you know, conquer the day. But the morning routine really is about getting some time back in your crazy schedule, getting some time back to make time for the things that you really care about. As someone that identifies as a creative, and I personally think everyone is an innate creative, I find the morning routine my magic time where I have some stillness, some quietness before the day begins, before other people have access to me, and before I start to kind of get distracted. It's really about knowing what is your energy like in the morning. You know, how do you feel? How do you want to feel at the end of the day? How can you make room for the most important things? Because you know, as soon as work starts or the school day starts and the notifications start rolling in, before you know it, it's lunchtime, then we hit lunchtime, and then we have that afternoon slump where we just want to take a nap. And then at the end of the workday, we're like too tired to do the things we said we were going to do. So morning routine is about taking your time back and letting it serve you in the best way possible and doing the things that light you up. Especially if you are a creative who works a regular job that requires you to show up creatively, 
You know, oftentimes you find yourself tired at the end of the workday, having no more mental creative energy left to do your own personal passion project. My faith is very important to me. So I have now ordered my morning routine in such a way that I spend time with God. I spend time in my Bible. I spend time in prayer and worship and devotion before the other things. Because if I don't get that done first, it may end up never happening for me because I'll run out of time or, you know, I'll have a meeting to run to. But yeah, a morning routine really does start the night before. And I feel like a lot of people skip this step. Like they just expect themselves to all of a sudden wake up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. if they've been a night owl for X amount of years. And I was definitely one of those night owls. I would go to bed at one or two and still try to wake up the next morning. And I would just feel like crap because I didn't get enough sleep. I'm over the age of 30 and my body needs seven to eight hours of sleep just to function. And so if you're trying to get a morning routine that feels good and is something that you can sustain longer than just a week, I invite you to take a look at your nighttime routine. Can you find a consistent time where you go to sleep? Can you have boundaries on your cell phone and your screen time? So for me right now, I stop playing with my phone at 10.30. Eventually, I'll work that up to 10 p.m. Eventually, that'll get to 9.30. Who knows? But right now, 10.30 p.m. works for me. I know that I need to be in the bed before 11. I also account for how I fall asleep. It takes me a little bit to fall asleep. Sometimes I need to take a melatonin gummy. Sometimes I need to read, to unwind. You know, it's really all about knowing yourself and what's going to help you unwind for the day. So I invite you to take a look at your nightly routine. Maybe take a bath, maybe light a candle, maybe leave the phone in a different room, maybe read something that isn't going to stimulate your brain too much, but it's going to help you relax. After you've kind of established this nice um, nighttime routine, get clear on how many hours of sleep you need. So if you know you need seven hours of sleep, you're going to go to bed seven hours before you want to wake up. But if you are at a point right now where you can barely wake up at somewhat of an early hour, then start to scale back little by little. So if you naturally have been waking up at nine, shoot for 845 and then shoot for 830 and so on and so on. You want to slowly prime your body. And then once you find that magic wake up time, try to be consistent. They say it takes roughly about 66 days for a habit to really stick. I think if you are motivated and inspired enough, you can get that going after a few days, honestly. So once you have your wake up time, play around with different morning routines. For me, I don't feel like I need to exercise first thing because I lead movement as part of my career. I, I know that I'll be moving my body later on in the day, so that's not necessarily a priority for me. My priority is my faith and then some meditation and some journaling. Like if I can get those three things done as well as planning for my day, I feel set. So yeah, that's a huge part too is the planning portion. Allow your morning to help you plan for the day. Take a look at what's on your calendar. Take a look at the mandatory things for the day. And then take a look at the top three priorities that need to get done that day. I know oftentimes we get overwhelmed by looking at our to-do list and we feel a certain type of way when we don't complete them. But my sweet friend, focus on three things for the day. That's something that is attainable, doable, 
and then actually take those three things and add them into your calendar in the morning. So you're already alleviating yourself of this decision fatigue throughout the day of needing to figure out, okay, what do I need to do next? When does that need to be done? You know, if you plan that already early on in the day or perhaps the night before, you're already setting yourself up for an intentional, successful day. Another thing that's been helpful is tracking your energy, right? Atomic Habits, they talk about doing an energy audit, right? So knowing what drains you, what replenishes you, what energizes you, and perhaps what's a neutral activity. And I talked a lot about this during my retreat that when you have the most energy is when you should be doing the most difficult or the most important task of the day. Oftentimes, we like to do the easiest things first, right? So maybe going through our email inbox or scrolling through social media, whatever it is, we like to do the easiest things first. But what ends up happening is when we do those easiest things first, by the time it's time to do the more difficult task or the top priority, our energy is already a little depleted. And so flipping this idea of using our most important task during the time of day where we have the most energy. For me, it's before lunchtime. I set boundaries around my mornings. I try not to take meetings or do collaborative phone calls until after lunch because I know that I have the most discipline, the most motivation, the most energy to do the things that I would naturally want to procrastinate on. And that actually sets me up for success for later on the day When I need an energy boost, especially after lunch, right, I'll have those phone calls and that'll be my way of kind of rejuvenating my energy. I get to connect with someone. I get to bounce some ideas. It's social for me. And what it does is it gives me like a second wind. It revitalizes my energy that was kind of lost throughout that afternoon slump. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of... A morning routine in a nutshell, like the best way to start finding something that works for you. And really what I want you to remember is if you take anything from this episode is that your morning routine doesn't have to look like someone else's. It does not need to be filled with yoga and meditation and this, that, and the third if that's not something that you care for. If you're an artist and you feel like you never have time for your art, maybe that's what the morning will be for. And perhaps you're saying, I don't know, Lauren, I'm a night owl. Like, I'll never be able to get up that early. I invite you to reconsider. I used to be a night owl. I used to think it was never possible for me to wake up early. And now I can't imagine not waking up early. When we did this retreat, a lot of people were surprised at the amount of time they had when they woke up a few hours early, right? And I'm not here asking you to wake up at 5 a.m. If you're not ready to do that, I don't wake up at 5 a.m., So everyone's schedule is going to look different. But what I want you to take away from this episode is that what would your life look like if you gained back two to three hours every day? What would you fill that time with? What passion projects could get accomplished? What business could be started because of these extra hours? Would you perhaps feel more grounded, more clear? Oftentimes we walk around in our life in in autopilot, just kind of reacting and responding and always attending to other people's needs and replying back to text messages and emails and calling people back without even first asking ourselves, what do I need right now? Is this energy, this thing I'm about to do, is it going to serve me and make me feel valued or empowered or is this going to drain me? 
if you're not tracking these things, if you're not aware of the things that are pulling your energy or draining your energy, you have no idea of how to set yourself up for an awesome, intentional, badass day, right? Badass as in like, yo, I I totally conquered this day. And I felt like I had control and I felt like I had clarity and the confidence to do the things that I want to do. And so I invite you after this episode, if you'd like, maybe just jot down, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? How do I want to show up during the day? What would it take for me to be my best self? What do I need to do in order to be my best self? And once you start to kind of get a hang of this and you start to approach every day by just taking some time to get clear on what is the most important thing today, is this pushing the needle forward in the direction that I want to go, and am I becoming the best version of myself? And so if you want to know what my morning routine is, I wake up, I quickly splash water on my face, brush my teeth. Sometimes, sometimes I brush my teeth after I have the coffee. Um, But once I leave the restroom, I go straight to the kitchen and I start making my first cup of coffee every morning. Coffee just like brings me so much joy, so much energy, so much comfort. And then I walk over to my desk, I turn on my light and I still keep the rest of the place kind of dark. I kind of like that feeling that, wow, no one else is awake yet. The sun's not even up yet. And I look at my calendar, I pull out my daily planner, I write the three things I'm grateful for on my planner, and then I take a look at what are the top three things that need to get done today. After I do that, I start my faith routine where I pull out my prayer journal and I write out my prayer request, I write to God like what I'm thankful for, I write what my act of kindness is going to be for that day. Oftentimes I write down patience, grace, or check in on a friend. And then from there, I transition to my devotional. I've been reading New Morning Mercies by Paul Tripp for the past four years. Every day, so good. Highly recommend it. And then I open up my Bible app. I like to do one of the devos there. And then I'll go into complete prayer mode. I'll turn on some music and I will pray out loud. Praying out loud has this way of just really drawing me into the space and it feels way more intimate than writing it or saying it in my head. And then from there, depending on the time, I'll pull out my Bible, do my daily Bible reading. That's probably been about 30 to 40 minutes at my desk and I move to my yoga mat and I turn on an app or I turn on some music and I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes and some gentle stretching. And then from there, I move into my journaling practice, which I like to a lot about 30 minutes minimum so that I can get past the conscious mind and into the subconscious. And I just put words to the page without expectation, without judgment of what my writing should be like. And if I have any time left, I'll sit there and read. I've been trying to get into reading again, like daily. And I've been finding that it's hard for me to do it at night because I feel rushed at night. A lot of my activities end right around 10 o'clock during the week. And so that kind of only gives me a 30 minute to 45 minute buffer to get in the bed. So reading in the morning has been helpful. It it gets my brain going. I get inspired. It lifts my mood. It de-stresses me. 
really my morning routine is about taking care of the most important things. I want to start my morning with God. I want to feel grounded. I want to feel clear. I want to feel inspired. And so everything I do in my morning routine serves those purposes. I hope this inspired you to consider a morning routine. And if you already have one and you feel uninspired by it or it's not working for you or you're dreading it, then you may want to reevaluate that and make some changes, right? If movement is a huge priority for you, maybe that's what your morning routine is about. Just getting up outside the house, doing your walk or your run, whatever it is for you. You know, it could be that passion project. I definitely say if you are someone that's limited on time, right? If you're a parent and your kids are now doing school from home, your time is limited. And so maybe the morning time is just your precious, sweet alone time for you to just get your sanity back. So I hope those tips were helpful. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. Would love to connect and see what's working for you. Um, And if you're interested in getting some accountability, definitely message me. I'd be happy to see how we could partner together. I'm sending you love. Thank you so much for being a part of this awesome community here at Thrive and Thread. We really value our people our people, our community, you are family to us. So definitely let us know how you've been feeling, what you'd like to hear more of or what you'd like support in. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Thrive and Thread with your host, Lauren DeVera. Yay for making time for self-care and some mindset love. Head on over to thriveandthread.com for the show notes and some exclusive goodies. And be sure to follow us at Thrive and Thread on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you love this episode or know someone who could benefit from it, please share and be sure to subscribe. Until next time, keep being you and keep shining.